Welcome to Medically Speaking, Auburn's own medical radio show with host Dr. Mark Vaughn of the Auburn Medical Group and Larry Finney. Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. It's like bonus material from the doctor's office. I guess it is. With Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome to our show. Welcome to my show. Well, here we are. Do you know that one? Uh, I don't. I'm afraid not. And and don't ever sing again, please. It's Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to our show. This is Medically Speaking Radio. This is a show dedicated to speaking with our listeners about topics of their interest and also whatever happens to be in the uh, medically related news. And whatever we want to talk about. And whatever, what, what do you want to talk about, Larry? What's been going on this week? Well, uh, you know, I scour the uh, news wires for stories that interest me and, and stories that support my narrow worldview. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I found this one do just, that. well, just in time for uh, Valentine's Day. The, you know, my penchant for finding proof that... Um, oh, this that is young, a Valentine's Day show, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Well, it's not technically a Valentine's Day the show. It's a pre-Valentine's Day show. Yes, we are the love doctors. Anyway, uh. I have found a, a story that says chocolate may reduce stroke wrist, risk. <laughs> what's, what's it got to do with your wrist? No, risk. <laughs> risk. I said that. I pronounced it right. Just in time for Valentine's Day, research out this week suggests eating chocolate may have a positive impact on stroke. A new analysis, which involved a, th- a <laughs> easy for me to say, the guy honked a horn outside our window. Just that's our traffic report. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a new analysis. Take two. A new analysis, which involved a review of three prior studies, suggests eating a about a bar of chocolate a week. Well, wait a minute. That's not nearly enough, in my estimation. Only a bar <laughs> a week. But anyway, can help cut the risk of stroke and lower the risk of death after a stroke. But the evidence is still limited. Well, that's okay. I don't care about that. I mean, just I will cling to any little shred of, of evidence, however thin, to support my narrow worldview. Thinking back to when we had Dr. Diane on the show, yeah, what's it say about dark versus milk chocolate? Mm, uh, skimming, skimming, skimming. Uh, they they seem to be skim milk. Uh, no, no, no. Um, they're it's it's the dark chocolate. It's all about the dark chocolate. Yeah. Okay. The study looked at uh, 44,489 people who ate at least one serving of chocolate per week were 22% less likely to have a stroke than people who ate no chocolate. But here again, that begs the question, what was your risk before? Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. How much of a reduction is it really? Well, you know, but it's still it's good enough for me. Do you think Dr. Diane really thinks dark chocolate tastes better than milk chocolate? Uh, we'd have to ask her, but uh, I clearly think so. I thought she said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it is my opinion. Well, anyway, so uh, you know, it, it's it's Dr. Diane proved or, or told us last week that it was the quickest way to a woman's heart. So guys, get out there, buy that dark chocolate, and and reduce your risk of stroke. I had somebody argue with that. I'm trying to remember who it was. You can't argue with it. It's a study. Oh, it was Angela. Remember that? Oh, right. Yeah. She. Yeah. Okay. She said flowers. Yeah. Get them both. Uh, I did something this week. What'd you do? I made a new website. Have you seen it? No. It's. Um, Auburn, no, no, it's not Auburn. It's airsoftmedicine.com, and it's the Dr. Airsoft website. Hmm. So we'll see if anything comes of that. Anybody interested in Airsoft, please look at it. It's airsoftmedicine.com. Um, speaking of websites, uh, our little screed last week about blueberries uh, touched the, uh, a nerve with one of our listeners who 
posted oh, some pictures right. on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, we were we were speculating as to whether blueberries were actually green on the inside, as someone had told me. Right. And uh, he posted up some pictures on our, our Facebook page that suggests that they are, in fact, kind of greenish on the inside. And I, this was from Tom, one of our right. uh, listeners way back uh, from when we started, who, who calls in every once in a while. And he... Uh, I talked to him about it, and as far as I can tell, he has not adulterated these uh, pictures with Photoshop in any way, and it, it looks pretty legitimate. So, And I, I thought about putting it on our regular uh, notes section of medicallyspeakingradio.com mm-hmm. on the show website. Yeah. But then I thought, no, let's save that as bonus content for our Facebook fans. There you go. Encouragement to join. This would be a good time to tell our listeners, that they can become fans on Facebook of Medically Speaking Radio and actually see the uh, picture that Tom sent in. And they can send in their own pictures. Well, let's see. What else have we got? We see here from Business Week that it, there's a poll showing eroding support for health reform. Um, this is from February 11th. While half of Americans want some kind of health reform in the next two years, nearly 40% say it would be a good thing if the legislation proposed by the Democrats and President Obama never materializes. And one quarter aren't sure if health reform would be good or bad for the country, a new Harris poll finds. What do we make of this? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I, I believe it. Uh, I'm disappointed that we're not getting some kind of reform. I, I didn't want what was in that 2,000-page document or the other. Well, you know, I, I think what it is is, you remember the old show, Let's Make a Deal, <laughs> you know, where uh, Carol Merrill, yeah, you can have what's behind door number three, or you can have what Carol Merrill has in the box here out on the floor. But the thing is, it could be a zonk behind the, yeah. now we're dating ourselves here. Uh, the point is, nobody knows what's in this package, not really. Well, it's it's dead. It's It's irrelevant what was in it. But, but, and that's now it. Now we just, move on. Like, to let's, let's, hopefully get let's some start over and get something we understand what's in it. It's, yeah. It was more like they're trying to sell you this package of stuff, but you really don't know what's in it. It's it's the yeah. bonus pack. For yeah. only nine ninety five, you get you everything get. that's in here. Yeah, but maybe I don't want all that stuff. No, yeah. no, I have hopes for real healthcare reform that will reduce prices uh, for people. Um, unfortunately, that's probably going to mean a little bit of reduction of services, though. But that may not necessarily be a, a totally bad thing. If some of that stuff that's going on is just ridiculous, you know, like the sex change operations for inmates and... Mm. Well, that happens. And the bypass operation for the inmates. I'll have to take you on a tour down at Vacaville sometime. Yeah, really. uh, There is a part of our show that we want to introduce today uh, called Pharmacy Minute. And we want to call over to Auburn Drug, one of our advertisers, Auburn Drug Company right here in town. And we want to uh, speak with Andrea, who is a PharmD. You ever hear that that term before? I have, uh, as opposed to it, it's um, as opposed to a Farm A. That, <laughs> that reminds me of a joke, but I won't say. Yeah. Uh, do we have her on the phone? Do- Doctor Pharmacy, yes. We're, we're, we're calling uh, over to Auburn Drug right now. So if you're calling over to Auburn Drug and it's busy, it's because it's us trying to get a hold of Andrea. We'll have her Tre- in the line. Trevor's moment. getting her there. Okay. Well, let us know when it's... Oh, we're... I'll transfer you. That's what we're getting. Do we get the cool hold music where, you know, uh, Do we... it's kind of like elevator music? Yeah. 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 It's like that. Well, maybe Trevor could play us our own elevator music. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Turn it up a little, Trevor. Show. Wait. Oh, I'm all out of love. Who is that? 
it's, I think it's Air Supply. Is it? Yeah. It's one of those sappy, uh, yeah, horrible yeah. songs. It's just a list of songs that you're you're ashamed to tell people you actually like. Big hair. Yeah, yeah. Just don't play Manilow. Oh, you know, please, no. my disdain for Barry Manilow is uh, is legendary among. Oh yes, absolutely. I thought it was just me. So don't put that in the rotation, Trev. <laughs> anyway, while we're waiting, um, now we are going to be speaking about the passport to better health yeah. that ARD has going on. But I wanted to do that after we get. Oh, here we go. We have Andrea from Auburn Drug. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you. We are so glad to have you do our Pharmacy Minute. <laughs> what is it you're bringing to us this week? Uh, I would like to talk a little bit about drug interactions this morning. Drug interactions. Um, now, a lot of people interact with drugs. Um, a, lot, a lot of times it starts in high school, and <laughs> we try to discourage that. But that's... Not what I had in mind. That, that's not it. Okay. No. What were you going to speak about? I was thinking more of um, drugs that interact together. Somebody may not realize that they are taking two medicines that can interact with each other and the importance of having all your medicines filled at one pharmacy so that we can help screen for that type of interaction and, and help prevent it. Oh, in other words, we have a problem where there's one professional is prescribing one thing and another person in a completely, like in a vacuum, is prescribing something else. One does not know about the other, and we could run into trouble. That happens frequently, yeah. Ah. Do you have any examples that you could uh, share with us where there was an interaction that you guys caught there at the pharmacy filling someone's medicines? Um, I could think of one patient that I had who had been taking warfarin from one prescriber, which is a a blood thinner. Warfarin being an anticoagulant that's used in conditions where people need their blood not to clot. Yes. It's also a darn good rat poison. It is. <laughs> and he was prescribed some ibuprofen for a condition he was having at the time from a different prescriber. Oh. And he, I talked to him, and he said that he thought that the two prescribers were aware that he had been on both medicines. But I said, well, let, let me call, please, and just make sure that that this doctor is aware that you're on the, the warfarin also because it, it does put you at an increased risk of, of having bleeds, which can be a very serious problem. And the prescriber said no, that she, she didn't know, and she didn't want him to have that, that Motrin filled Ooh, after all. Good call. Yeah. So now we get that kind of service at Auburn Drug when our prescriptions are filled there. You certainly do. Now your title is, or your degree is, uh, a PharmD? Yes. Doctor of Pharmacy? Uh-huh. Does every pharmacy have a PharmD? Um, that's the, the current degree that if you go to pharmacy school, you would graduate with a PharmD now, um, but not all pharmacists that have graduated previously have that doctor of pharmacy title. Okay, but if we go to Auburn Drug, we know that we're getting that. Yes. Okay. Well, we certainly appreciate having you on the show and letting us know about drug interactions and how they can be caught at our local Auburn Drug Pharmacy. All right. We hope to have you again on the show in the future. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you, Andrea. Okay. And now it's time for a break. So I think we'll go into our disclaimer first and then uh, right into the first break. that's right. Wake up the kids. It's time for the disclaimer. It's time for the disclaimer. The content of this website and the Medically Speaking Radio Show are meant for entertainment and for general information purposes. No doctor-patient relationship is attempted or implied through the show or the website. Any medical advice, home remedies, and all other medical information on this website or radio show should not be treated as a substitute for the medical advice of your own doctor. Do not attempt any treatment mentioned on the website or the show without consulting your doctor. 
Always consult your own doctor if you are in any way concerned about your health. If you need a doctor and live near Placer County, call Jen at 530-886-8630. If you have a medical emergency, call 911. Medically Speaking Radio, Dr. Mark Vaughn, Auburn Medical Group, K-High Radio, and or our sponsors are not responsible for any diagnosis or treatment made by anyone based on any of the content of this website or the Medically Speaking Radio Show. In addition, the views and opinions expressed on the show or on linked websites are not necessarily those of Dr. Mark Vaughn, K-High Radio, the Auburn Medical Group Incorporated, or any of the show sponsors. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I wanted to let you know a little bit about our practice at the Auburn Medical Group. The physician, nurses, and front desk personnel all approach the patient, asking themselves the question, how would I want to be treated if I was in the patient's shoes? Listen to what one of our patients has to say about her experience at the Auburn Medical Group. My name is Susie Brown. I just want to sincerely thank that group of people for being there for me in some emergency situations. They are very efficient. Their staff, including their receptionist, even when you call her, she's got uh, sympathy and compassion for you. And when you're ill, that's what you need. The nurses, the nurse staff is wonderful. And Dr. Vaughn listens to everything you say, and they just get on things. They do not let anything lag. If you need a doctor, call us at 886-8630 or look at our website at auburnmedicalgroup.com. Do you find yourself overspending, overeating, or in unhealthy relationships? Is your anger out of control, or do you struggle with drugs and alcohol? Are you tired of just trying harder to deal with your struggles? If you answered yes to any of these questions, there's help available. Celebrate Recovery is an international ministry that meets locally at Parkside Church, 3885 Richardson Drive, Auburn. Meetings are held every Friday night from 6 to 9.15 p.m. All areas of recovery are welcome. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered, 12-step recovery program that offers real and lasting change. Contact Sheila Dobbin at 823-9911. That's 823-9911. For a listing of Celebrate Recovery locations, go to CelebrateRecovery.com. We invite you to join us at Parkside as we celebrate recovery. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Okay, welcome back to Medically Speaking Radio. We do want to have callers today, and we'll throw out the numbers, 885-3565. We'll try to say that as often as we can, so if you, in case you miss it, you can get it again. 885-3565. And we do have a giveaway to our callers today. But we don't just give it to the first caller. Well, we can give away the pens. The new oh, yeah. I actually put a picture of the pens on the website at, okay. in the notes page on medicallyspeakingradio.com. These pens that say uh, Auburn Medical Group on one side and medicallyspeakingradio.com on the other side. Anybody who calls in can get one of those, come down to the station, pick it up. But the uh, the drawing we're having at the end of the show, it's, it's kind of a specific thing. A DOT physical. If you need to get uh, renewed, those little green cards that uh, the DMV has that you need for driving uh, commercial equipment. Uh, Buses and... yeah. The the DOT physical vans, um, passenger vans, passenger yeah. endorsements. Anyone who has one knows what it is. Yeah. If you're one of those people and yours is coming up, Auburn Medical Group will give you 
a DOT physical if your name is drawn from the hat at the end of the show. And to get your name in the hat, you have to call in with uh, a question or comment on uh, what we're talking about or a medical question. Now, now, now what if what if um, I'm a caller, but I have no use for this thing, but I know somebody who does? Is this transferable? Can I transfer this yes. thing? You can. Yes, you can. Oh, you can. it's transferable. Or, or if you're calling in and you have no need for it at all, let us know so we won't put your name into the drawing. Again, the number is 885-3565. See, when we left off, uh, we were going to talk about the Passport to Better Health through oh, ARD. ARD, yeah. Yeah, ARD has this program trying to encourage people to live healthy lives. And it's a little passport you pick up uh, from the ARD. You have to call Cheryl for it. We'll give you her number. And then you go around to these different businesses or the hiking and, and you get marked off. And if it's a, a business that you buy a product from, you get a discount at it. Yeah, I see that. The uh, number for Cheryl at the ARD is 885-8461, extension 15. If you didn't get that, you can always find it at our notes page at medicallyspeakingradio.com, where you can also see the link to passportauburn.com. Do we have an actual passport here in yeah, the studio? Yeah, here it is. Oh, I'll okay. show it to the I listeners. I was going to say, show it to our webcam uh, yeah. viewers. Those of you who are seeing us on the video, which I guess we should tell people that's available and how to get to it. Yeah. It's, um, well, you go to our website at medicallyspeakingradio.com and click on video, and then uh, the screen will come up for you to be able to play the, the live video. We do have viewers now. We're waving at them. I'm waving at Larry's reading passport. But, uh, yeah, you, you viewers over the video, you can see the the passport that they give you and has places to get marked and the uh, various sponsors around town again it's passportauburn.com or call Cheryl 885-8461 they uh, have three major components to the program heart healthy hiking in the canyon that's alliterative isn't it isn't that nice HHH diet and nutrition for optimal health and healthy family lifestyles part of this is that chip program Remember we were talking about that? Right. That, that, was, that was also an ARD. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that's going on right now. It's too late to start from the beginning. I don't know if they take people uh, midstream. If somebody is in that program, the CHIP program uh, that we were talking about, and you want to tell us how that's going, we'd love to hear from you at 885-3565. Oh, there is some other news coming up local of local interest. Uh, I will be on News and Views on uh, Wednesday evening at 6.30, talking with Jerry Lyons about medical topics. News and Views is a television program on the local cable program, the Wave Cable, that extends from oh, Rockland, Loomis, Auburn, if there's any cable in Newcastle, I think they have so it there. So it's like local Up access Colfax. type thing. Yeah. Auburn, it, Auburn's version of Wayne's World. Yeah, on yeah. Channel 4. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Stream so, close-up. 6.30, you'll see us there. Um Jerry Lyons, the host, he invites me to be on every once in a while. And then another thing locally that's going on is the... Oh, he has it. Man, that's fast. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the uh, Auburn Medical Group, because of financial pressures on our patients, we've um, expanded our cash patient program because of... Uh, contractual reasons we're not able to necessarily give a discount to one group or people but we can give a discount to somebody a party who pays at the time of service we're able to do that because the insurance companies 
and Medicare can't pay us at the time of service. It has to be oh, submitted and then okay. it comes back. There's no way they can get a same-day payment. So we figured, and a, a lot of doctors have figured out how to do this, that you can give a discount to your cash-paying patients if they pay at the day of service. And so we've given them a 30% discount. We just increased it from 20% mm. to 30% this week because so many people don't have insurance. And we found it really helps people out. Would you take a trade, like, you know, three chickens and a box of dark chocolate? <laughs> that kind of I don't know what I want to say on the air that we've we've done that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, stuff like that's happened. Blueberry pie, venison. It, really? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's happened. Wow. <laughs> the old country doctor. But the, the reason this is happening is because people are losing their insurance. We found what's very interesting is some businesses will offer their uh, employees Kaiser. Mm-hmm. And we've actually lost patients to Kaiser because their uh, employer changed to it. Okay. But they also gave them a health savings account, the HSA card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they come in with their HSA card, which is just a credit card. And they get the discount because they pay the day of service. Okay. And they're able to keep seeing me, their, their regular doctor, even though they're a Kaiser patient. And, and get the 30% for the regular discount. Visits. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we were able to save a, a patient and are uh, able to keep their doctor and stay in town instead of having to go to Kaiser with that. Well, speaking of losing insurance, um, there's something in the news uh, this week about Anthem Blue Cross's parent company, WellPoint, and their 39%, up to 39% increase in their premium. Oh, man. Well, yeah, and that, that they've, become, they've become a target for, for criticism. Now, in, in, I won't say in their defense, because I take no side here, but... Um, Sounds well, like you are. No. Uh, Sounds he, like Here's you. the explanation. Here's, here's the, the, their spokesperson's explanation, uh, Brian Sassy, the head of WellPoint's Consumer Business Unit. He said that the weak economy is leading individual insurance buyers who don't have access to group plans to drop coverage or to buy cheaper plans. And that reduces the premium revenue available to cover claims from sicker customers who are keeping their coverage. In other words, what he's saying is... They're not inexpensive. Yes. They're, well, right. That they're, that they're healthier patients who are able to do so are shopping around for cheaper insurance. You know, And because they're healthy, they don't have the so-called pre-existing condition. They transport themselves to another insurance company. Those who are uh, less healthy stay with WellPoint. Because they can't get out of it. Right. And... They're, and because they're sicker, they need more services. So, so WellPoint, he appears to be saying, is, shall we say, stuck with the um, higher risk or higher need patient group, which is costing them money. I mean, if I'm an insurance company, my ideal situation would be to have just a whole bunch of really healthy people who are paying their premiums and never ask for service. Right. Right? Isn't that great? If I'm a, if I'm a car insurance company, same deal. I, I want people who are safe drivers who never get in accidents, never file claims, but, but pay their premiums. Do you remember Dr. Mulligan talking about the phenomenon, how uh, it, as a new insurance company comes about, it's able to offer these low premiums to people who are healthy. Right. But as it matures and as time goes on, that group of customers get more and more health problems and get older. Right. You're getting an older and they're population. Not com- that company right. is not competitive anymore. Right. Yeah, it's it's a pattern that goes on and on and on. Although the the unanswered question implied by this guy's explanation is, oh, so there are sh- cheaper insurance companies that people can move to, and that's that's how he claims that they're losing their healthier clientele. That those folks are shipping out to the healthy people. Yeah. yeah. Well, put up. So apparently there are choices. 
you know, and if you keep if raising, healthy, your, yeah. yeah, if you keep raising your rates, though, you're gonna you're gonna lose them all. Yeah. Yeah, so they're losing them. But of course, you know, this company that's getting them, it's, it's, it's gonna hit them too. Unless they find a way to weed them out or kick well, them out. And, and, and another unanswered question. The, the, the company that's getting them, the, the, uh, lower price company, is this the, well, I won't, I won't name names, but <clears throat> you often hear car insurance companies that are on there, they're, you know, no credit, bad credit, uh, whatever. Yeah. We insure everybody. They may not be there mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, exactly. So and, and who that, knows? That actually getting? does happen with health insurance companies yeah. that they're not there. The next week, or when the patient uh, actually has something happen and makes a claim, there's no benefit. They're gone because right? of the fine print. Yeah, we do need we do need we need some kind of health care reform, not not the 2,000 page bill, but some kind. Okay, uh, I know I want to put out the phone number again because we're coming up on yet another commercial break. Seems like those are really close together. Yeah. Uh, the number to call is eight eight five three five six five. I also want to remind people that they can watch us on the video if they have if they're sitting at their computer, they can just take it to medicallyspeakingradio.com and put on the video and you can see us along with the other people who are watching. But to that I would add there you know there are there are they say the the old expression is there are two things you should never watch being made. That's um uh, what is it sausage and legislation. I would add a third thing, radio shows. Don't <laughs> you really maybe you don't want to subject don't, yourself to don't. that. But. It it doesn't make much sense, but some people I don't know why they like seeing us, so Yeah. That's why I provide it for them. Again, uh, after the break, call 885-3565. Gridstone Rock Club is Auburn's premier climbing and fitness facility. They offer rock climbing instruction for climbers of all ages and ability level. In addition to classes, Gridstone Rock Club hosts birthday parties, has a team-building ropes course, and provides professional outdoor instruction. If you want to climb with Gritstone Rock Club, contact them at 530-885-ROCK or online at gritstonerockclub.com. Larry, have you ever been to Auburn Drug Company? Yeah, that's the one with the marble soda fountain at 815 Lincoln Way. Yeah, right there in front they have the marble fountain, and in back is an independently owned pharmacy right here in Auburn. And that thing has been around for a long time. Since the 1800s. They are so great because they actually fill your prescriptions when you ask them to, unlike the chain drug stores that make you wait. You know, and waiting there wouldn't be a big crime because, heck, you could always go to the soda fountain. That's Auburn Drug Company at 815 Lincoln Way in downtown Auburn. Give them a call at 885-6524. Few things in life are harder than thinking about serious illness or the death of someone you love. Research confirms that Americans want the basic services that hospice provides. Care at home or in a home-like setting. Treatment that preserves a sense of dignity and respect. Emotional and spiritual support for patients and for their families and effective pain management. Hospice helps patients and their families deal with end-of-life challenges in a life-affirming, compassionate way that brings dignity, hope, and love to every day of life. This message of love and caring is the focus of hospice care. This message is brought to you by Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice. We can be reached at 886-6650 or click on the link for Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice on the Medically Speaking Radio website. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to the show. This is Medically Speaking Radio. The phones are open, 885-3565. Well, you know, I'll ask the first question. Now, I I know you're not a psychiatrist, but um, 
I'm going to share with you a, a recurring dream that I have, and I've just often wondered what it meant. And this is, I'm not making this up. This is for real. This is for real. And, and I've actually shared this dream with other people, and they've had it too. So um, in this dream, I'm in college, and it's been a while since I've been in college, but I'm going from one class to another, and I'm looking at my class schedule. And as I'm reading the class schedule, trying to figure out where I'm headed next, um, I recognize that there is a class on my list that I have not yet attended. Now, mind you, in my dream, this is I'm halfway through the semester or, or well, you know, well into this into the semester. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know what? I think I'm probably flunking that class since I haven't showed up there in six or eight weeks. And and there's this kind of a feeling of and I'm doing well in the other classes. And then there's kind of a feeling of panic as I realize that. I've let this class completely slide. It is, is escaped from my radar screen. And that's basically the dream. That's it right there. And, you know, I wake up feeling kind of unsatisfied. And So what, what, what do you think that means? What, what do you think this dream means, doctor? What do you doctor? want me to do with it? <laughs> what do you want me to do with this dream, doctor? Curiously, I've had the identical same dream. It has recurred. No way. Two versions. Yeah. College version and high school version right here on the... Uh, I'm in the uh, upper campus. Yeah. You know, in the English uh, social studies building there above the. Good old Placer High, yeah. Yeah. And uh, same thing. Yeah. I, I haven't been going to this class. I must be failing it. I, um, or, or have I been doing enough on it? Yeah. Does it only meet once every month? <laughs> well, my, I, I, my, my, my eldest daughter claims to have had this dream. And, and, and uh, another friend of ours who's recently well, out of college couple three years now has has had the same dream so so it seems to be i don't know if it's true or not but uh it sounds like we've got this common thing of it's all people who've attended or graduated from college well so that schooling was a big part of their lives yeah me i think it means unfinished business you know, you know well, i, I, I think that's a reasonable thing yeah. that that or that you uh are neglecting something um that's it and, and you're not, you know, if we were to do the, the Freudian dream analysis, this is yeah. what we would say. Uh, it's all going to come back the, to the sex. And if you're going to do the Freudian well, yeah, thing, it's, it's going to come back to sex. That's what everything is, yes. But uh, there are other people who look at dreams as not having any significance and just being random discharges in your just sleep. random thoughts. N- yeah. Not even thoughts, just uh, n- not even complete pictures or sounds or, or whatever is in a dream. But that you're... Your brain interprets these random electrical discharges and gives meaning to them uh, in recognizable things. And that's why a dream can change settings so uh, dramatically, but yet there was never any real transition. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and not make sense. So what are you seeing in your office these days? Oh, okay. Uh Lately, we have had a lot of people with an upper respiratory infection, viral, that has... Um, a cough component to it, and the cough staying for six weeks. And and one one fellow got uh, had such a bad annoying cough that we uh, spoke to a pulmonologist about it, who recommended getting CAT scan of the chest, which we did and didn't find any cause for it, and then referred to the the pulmonologist. I believe uh, that particular case is, is finally spontaneously resolving, but. Man, that was awful. And, and we actually have another Which is a fancy word by uh, to say it's going away by itself. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we we have uh, another one who is on that 
almost on that same path, uh, this upper respiratory infection. And, uh, you know, they'll get a little bit of relief with a, a course of steroids or prednisone to get some of the, uh, the spasm down. Uh, but yeah, this cough. There's probably lots of listeners out there who are having it. That well, you know, we it's keep, just hanging on. I, I've always wondered about this. They, they, they talk about cold season. Can't people get colds any time of the year? Oh, yeah. In other words, does does is it in fact cold, damp weather that makes a person sick, or is it a coincidence of the season that that seems to be when people get sick? Well, there's we a reason for the told, coincidence. Oh, yeah. Well, mom, mom always used to say, if you go outside and you, you know, you get your feet wet or you get your head wet and it's cold, you, you'll, you'll catch pneumonia or you'll, you'll catch a cold. Well, certainly if you're having to use your, your body's resources to, um, generate heat, yeah. you know, to stay warm, to maintain your body temperature, then that is going to take away from that weaken your immune resources that could be used for other purposes like your immune system. Yeah. Okay, but but getting getting cold, getting physically cold, is not necessarily going to make one sick. No. So what? No, it's a, it's a how, virus. It's not a temperature. Okay, so how do we have cold season then? How is it that they they say you know cold weather's coming? It, it and actually does come from the cold because people uh, more so in cold seasons stay together indoors instead of spread apart outside doing outdoor activities. And so something that's contagious and goes from person to person, the closer the proximity of those people, the more you're going to have it spreading around. Okay, so so what you're saying is that it, cold weather drives people indoors yeah. in, in close quarters and... Yep. Just gives it, 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 it the movie theater or the wherever your people are gathering now is a giant petri dish. Work, yeah, work, yeah. Stores. So, so you're no. Um, so this could happen in the summertime, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. well. Case in point, Trevor just. Trevor just heard, Yeah. Was that on the? You didn't get to hear that on the air. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank goodness he's on the other side of the glass. Oh, boy, I'm gonna have to use that hand sanitizer when I leave. Yeah. Did you want me to talk about the autism article? The, the uh, what do they call that? Uh, the uh, what's the manual that the uh, oh the DSM Diagnostic and Statistics Manual that the psychiatrists use? Yeah, so they just uh, came up with a new one. I think according to that thing, everybody's somewhat mentally ill. You, you, you know, you can <laughs> probably all. find something that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you read enough, uh, maybe not meeting the so-called diagnostic criteria. It usually has a list of any five of the following seven. Uh, plus these mandatory mm-hmm. symptoms, and then that's for schizophrenia or depression, or and in this case, uh, autism is what what was in the news because they changed um, from having a separate diagnosis for Asperger's syndrome mm-hmm. and just lumped it in uh, with with general autism, autism in general, and to say oh, it's a range, it's all the same disorder, it's just so, a range. So, so briefly, what is Asperger's? Asperger's syndrome, uh, these are the people that, um, it, sometimes they use the term socially awkward, uh, but otherwise are, are very functional. They're able to live independently compared to someone with what we traditionally think of as autism, who um, has some actual true uh, developmental delay, is not able to, to function independently. Mm-hmm. And Asperger's being this this uh, social um they say awkwardness, mm-hmm. social. I don't want to say inhibition necessarily, but they, you know, sometimes um, like slang terminology. Sometimes they they just kind of don't get it. Yeah, uh, they will take things very literal. Um, 
everybody give him a hand. And, uh, uh, nu- nuance and sarcasm and things like that are, are taken literally. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like you see with people who have to learn English as a second language. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of some examples. Oh, I can think of an example. We had a Japanese student staying with us one time, and uh, we were talking about um, eating dinner at home versus eating on the road. Oh, boy. And and when that was translated, they had visions of eating on the road. (laughs) Why would I do that? Scraping your egg off of the pavement with a fork. Yeah, or, you know. Yeah, I, I okay. freshly killed jackrabbit, whatever. Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing we're talking. I, I guess that's kind of an extreme example. Well, but, but, but yeah, um, idiom. Al- along yeah. those lines. And the problem here is that with uh, lumping all the diagnoses together, people who identify themselves as having Asperger's, or the, I guess the term they have for it is Aspies, uh, they don't like necessarily being lumped together with people who have developmental delay. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. So, so I thought. That, that would be something. Since we do live close to uh, the Silicon Valley, where it seems like there's a lot of Asperger syndrome, we might be able to get a call uh, from a listener, 885-3565, uh, with an opinion on this lumping them all together. In the article in uh, Associated Press, they said that the, uh, the people, uh, well, here's a quote, it would be just like if you were a student at MIT, you might not want to be lumped with somebody in the community college. Now, this kind of kind of elitist. That that quote sounds a rather bit elitist. I, 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 yeah, I don't like the the tone of that particular quote. And then other people, for example, uh, a mother who was mentioned in the article who has four children with different types of autism was actually glad to just be able to call them all the same thing instead of have a different name for all of them. You know, you said something a moment ago that I wanted to get back to. You said that. Um, there were a, a number of, of, of Asperger's cases in the Silicon Valley. Yeah. You, well, why, why so? Um, is, is it, it seems to be associated with people who are good with computers, not as good with people, that sort of thing. Um, okay, in other words, they're attracted to that area. M- Mom and dad are both a computer programmer, and uh, the kids end up all being Asperger's. It, it's, a, it's a pattern that's seen. Hmm. Yeah, or, or would they? Or would they tend to? It's a, it's a higher income group. They would tend to go there to seek to have it identified. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Well, we have a caller. Oh yes, we have Arlene. Where's Arlene from? Uh, Auburn. Arlene from Auburn. What's your yeah. comment or question? I have a grandson who is. They refer to him as speech delayed. Um, he had a real rough birth. He he seems he he understands everything you you tell him. Uh, to do, they have the, the teachers put him into a special ed class, so he's with a severely handicapped. I mean, he looks totally normal, and they they have him in a special ed class. His dad and mom decide, and and they've been getting him into all kinds of physical sports, into soccer and bowling and all of that, and he's done real good. They decided this year that they'd sign him up for a basketball class. I mean, a team with totally uh, children with no problems at all. He is doing wonderful. He's acting just like all the other kids on the team. Uh, he, he can't really express himself. I mean, like he'll go, yeah, yeah, and laugh and, you know, says, says certain things. Says words, uh, but he doesn't really carry on a conversation. 
but putting him with this normal kids teams, he's doing wonderful. How old is he? Fourteen. Oh, 14, and it's mostly just uh, one-word answers? or He says uh, a whole comments? bunch of things, but you can't really understand him. But mm. every, every so often, he'll say something like he was watching a football game, and he goes, they're wrong. That's offside. That's offside. You know, I mean, things come out real clear once in a while. Yeah, I don't get much more than that out of some of the people I go to the Placer games with, actually. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm sorry, not to but make anyway, light of, of your of your answer. Uh, it just seems putting him with kids with no disabilities or problems or special needs that he's really doing better. Has he been, wow, has he been officially diagnosed with anything? No. They just said, you know, he's just uh, slow, um, uh, speech delayed. Hmm. I uh, my youngest daughter was. Uh, Labeled as ha- be having a speech delay, and um, she's in her well early twenties now, late teens, and we can't shut her up now, so it, it passes. I was say, are you talking about the one I know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, when he's with other uh, peers his age, does he have conversation? Not really. It's like he smiles and listens and acknowledges and hands up and um, not a real conversation. A lot of times with children who who do have a difference in development like that, if they're identified early, uh, can get uh, kind of focused therapy to help them to interact with the rest of the world and do well i, I don't know whether that was uh, an opportunity that uh, he had or not that that's what we'd like to see people get um and through the school system you know you're, it's hit and miss there uh, they put yeah they put him in the special ed class sometimes so you can really get someone who's children yeah sometimes you get someone who's really great with them and other times uh they'll just get lumped in it just really depends on how good the special ed program is with the district mm-hmm. but i hope that he does well he seems to be just doing wonderful. I mean, Good. in basketball. He uh, sounds like the candidate for a, a more of a mainstreaming type of classroom yeah, it does, setting. Doesn't yeah, he? yeah. yeah, yeah. Being able to do well uh, in a sports-like setting may not translate over to an academic setting, too. Right. And we can do different things. Now, Arlene, did you want to be signed up for the DOT physical? You know, my son-in-law, his dad uh, is due for his. So if You would be able to give it to him. So if your name sure. gets drawn... Uh, and what we'll do is have you give your uh, phone number off air to Trevor, so we can tell you how you get that. Okay, if thank you, you so much. We can write down Arlene from Auburn, and yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Arlene. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Now Mary is on the other line, and do we know where Mary is from? Probably Chicago. Mary, wherever you're from, just say you're from uh, some some faraway land because we would like to give the impression that, that our voices reach far and wide. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work when you tell everybody. Well, no, I, you know, I, it, it's part of the, after a while I won't have to tell people. They'll just know I'm, I'm Mary from, you know, Poughkeepsie or whatever. Far away Auburn. Mary, Mary you're from far away Auburn? <laughs> yeah. What was your comment or question? Um, I was calling about um, the Asperger syndrome and... The, kind of like the mom who talked about, um, I mean, happy to have a name for something, happy to, I know people don't like to label, but it's nice to know how to help your child. And uh, my, my child did not fit 100% into the Asperger syndrome 
um, diagnosis, but um, there were a lot of lot of the symptoms that matched, and I was able to help my child to grow and do much better in, in society with um, by treating as if there were parts of Asperger. So specific treatment targeted at that diagnosis, and you you've seen progress. Absolutely. Um, it's really another another issue that I wanted to touch on is that people with Asperger are so high functioning um, oftentimes that it's it goes unnoticed and people think that maybe they're badly behaved um, when when they just don't get either what people are talking saying to them or they have also have sensory integration issues and tics and so it's very complicated but they they're so smart that they learn how to deal with these things and hide these things socially. Um, but they do need help in the social world to understand society and what, 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 what people mean by what they say to them. Sometimes they do take these things literally, as you said earlier. That's something that was brought out in the article. They are academically gifted and high-functioning. Absolutely. It, and it does, you know, when someone is intelligent, they are able to, to hide and cover for. Yeah, and, and oftentimes it's just mistaken for the uh, eccentric genius kind of thing. Right. Well, that's and, what and, it is. And there's also a, a complication when you get some kids that are um, have multiple diagnoses, and so they're Asperger, but they also have something else which makes some, some, some things more difficult for them. So um, these people, these kids need help, as you said, the earlier the better, um, because they, they once they're you know we want to integrate them very well. Um, I know my son had um, taken a swimming class when he was young, and we talk about the literalness of things that people say or do, what they're seeing, you know, if they're they're seeing this model. And he was taking a swimming class, and for some reason, somehow, he got the impression he was supposed to swim straight down. And we were like, uh, what is he doing? And Like to the bottom of the pool? Yes. Oh. And the very next week, they they didn't have a class for him at the time. He could go, so they put him with one year older. He watched one child swim to the teacher, and he just did it. And then he hmm. swam from then on. He just had to see, literally, someone swimming. That he Okay, I'm supposed to do that? I can do that. What's your family's take on uh, lumping Asperger's with autism in general? Um... I don't think we have a take on it. I think we've got, we've got, it's a continuum. You've got, um, um, they, they definitely have a touch of autism. Um, when they were younger, they, you saw more signs. When they started to learn out of it, you learn out of it. You kind of learn how to deal with your world around you. And again, like you said earlier, being able to, being intelligent, being able to learn. Some things come instinctive to people. Um, these kids, everything is learned. Um, when when you see someone and you, you that are, that's older, maybe eighteen, nineteen, and it was caught young, they're learning intellectual intellectually the same things that you and I learned instinctively. Hmm. So it takes longer. It takes an experience of, in that area to happen, which is like you know infinite. Um, they have to have had the experience, either messed it up or saw somebody else do it and ask questions. And it, it really is much learning about social. Um, and it's much experience without being thrown into, without, um, they need people to teach them while they're having experience, not just throw them in the mainstream yeah. and they'll get it. A very adaptable group. Absolutely. Mary, now, did you have uh, a family member or did you want to be in the drawing for the, uh, the DOT, DOT physical? Um, sure. <laughs> not sure. Huh? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I guess what I would need to ask is, do you know someone who, who has one of those licenses that's coming up for renewal that would need that? Um, you know, oh, you know what? I guess I'm not understanding, completely understanding what that's about then. 
Okay. Yeah, these people know because they need them for their 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 business. Um, but okay. thank you for calling. We're glad to have you talk about Asperger syndrome. All right. Well, thank you for and, for talking about it. And we do need to take a break now, so we'll go ahead and take a commercial break, and then we'll come back to the show. Uh, we'll have time for maybe one more caller at eight eight five three five six five. Since 1966, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital has been providing award-winning care to members of the community, to people just like you. The tradition of excellence continues today with our comprehensive family birth center, cancer services, 24-hour emergency care, and a whole range of outpatient services with convenient hours and locations to serve you. In addition, we've been recognized for excellence in managing heart attacks, heart failure, pneumonia, and surgical care. We are one of a select few hospitals in the state to earn recognition from VHA's West Coast region for sustained, outstanding clinical performance. To learn more about Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital, visit us on the web at sutterauburnfaith.org slash radio. That's sutterauburnfaith.org slash radio. Sutter Health, with you for life. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I want to tell you about my dentist, Rodney Kihara. His office is located right in town at High Street and Auburn Folsom Road. His staff is pleasant. They smile when you walk in, and you know who they are because they're there every time. We're talking about Flo, Cheryl, and Judy. Their pleasant faces welcome you into the office and let you know that you're in the right spot, a comfortable place to go to the dentist. Call Dr. Kihara's office at 888-1966. That's 888-1966. The doctor would say, don't stick anything in your ear. Unless, of course, it's medically speaking. On K-High, the voice of the foothills. Now, back to medically speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Okay, we're back, and Larry and I are discussing whether or not we're coming into sub- summer season. Well, it's it's starting spring. is starting to sprung here. And spring has sprung. It's It's not even Valentine's Day yet. Well, no, that's tomorrow, and which gives you a chance to run out and get that dark chocolate and, and lower your risk of stroke. Or, or if if you're getting something for Angela, get yeah. her flowers. Flowers, yeah. yeah. Well, since since you're uh, trying to segue into an article about tanning. Well, no, yeah, it, it, it's people people uh, have been inside all winter and yeah. hiding from the H1N1 virus or whatever they're doing, and they're getting. You know their skin has has turned into a pasty fish belly white pallor, and they they the the first time they've got to be at the beach or wear shorts or whatever they don't want to look like they're glowing. And so a lot of folks will run down to the local tanning beds and yeah. and try to get yeah, a, right. a a base going on. So I see you've got an article here. So the the FTC has finally cracked down on the indoor tanning claims, um, specifically the claim that. Actually, there's a, several of them that they, they are they're going after. If they claim that it's approved by the government, if they claim that it's safer than outdoor tanning, or if they claim that vitamin D supplements impair their immunity, I'm not quite sure how that factors into it. Uh, that they're they're going to uh, fine them or uh, penalize them in some way. And the truth is. The indoor tanning to turn your skin darker requires the use of the ultraviolet light that is damaging. That's the bottom line. Maybe not as damaging as the full spectrum, but it is still damaging. Uh, puts people at risk for changes over the long term, including 
skin cancer. Okay, so folks others. who think that, that, that tanning beds are perfectly safe and, and, and a good alternative to being in the actual real sun are uh, misinformed. That is correct. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to be getting a certain amount of real sun to get your vitamin D. And, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Gordy Ainsley would shout hallelujah to that. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, we don't want to get too much either, and uh, all the dermatologists would agree with that. Okay. the The other thing that was uh, came out is that long term exercise can reduce menopausal symptoms. And when we say long term, we don't mean (laughs) when you're having the symptoms. Insert the uh, the aerobics video. You have to be doing. It's people who okay, are in other words, you're exercisers. Lifestyle, uh, yeah. people who have chosen it as a lifestyle yes. uh, and who are already exercising, uh, you know, uh, then when it comes time for menopause, they yeah. will suffer, uh, shall we say, lesser. Yeah. They, they say minimum of 12 to 24 weeks of aerobic exercise, three 70-minute sessions per week. You know, so this is getting your exercise. Oh, okay. So one, one could wait until their uh, 40s-ish to start the exercise <laughs> program then. You, know. <laughs> you may not want to wait that long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it reduces the uh, menopausal symptoms. That's an article that... Uh, well, and what do we mean by reduced? Um, you know, let's see. The severity of hot flashes, the, the night sweats, cardiac symptoms, muscle and joint pain, sleeping disorders, depressed mood, irritability, anxiety, exhaustion, sexual problems... Urinary symptoms. Now, these all sound like things to be avoided. They, they <laughs> I, I, you know, thank you. I'm no, with you on that one. <laughs> just, you know, get get out on the bike. You know, get out, right. start running. Do you know? something. Yeah, if you if um, you think exercise is is uh, unpleasant, <laughs> and along the exercise uh, thing, you know, a lot of people will start up their exercise program and have a lot of disappointment that they're not seeing their body improve. Mm-hmm. And the thing they need to be aware of is what is it also that you're not seeing. You're not seeing it get as bad as fast because that's the natural course. Oh, deterioration. Yeah. 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 So if you feel like you're just maintaining, good. Entropy. Entropy, (laughs) right? Be glad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's that time already. Time to tell people to stay in good health. I know. We're going to get to that pretty soon here. I need to keep my eye on the clock over there. Um, We want you all to come back next week. Next week, we're going to have Chris Lindekin. A doctor, he's a uh, new gynecologist in town, and he uh, is going to speak about the topic of endometriosis to us and our listeners. Uh, we also encourage people to visit our sponsors and advertisers, uh, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital, Sutter Auburn Hospice, the Auburn Medical Group, Rodney Kihara, the dentist, and the uh, Auburn Drug Company, who provided us with the Pharmacy Minute on this week's show. And what is it you usually say about this time before the guy with the hook comes to get us? Before the guy with the hook comes to get us? I usually say something along the lines of, if we have a guest, them, and then I mention you, Larry, our co-host, and then myself, Dr. Mark Vaughn, stay, stay in good health.